0: Miss Macintosh, my darling. Chapter 11. I wondered, how should I endure this isolation? For I cannot be like my mother, and no mere illusion would suffice me. I would always be able to tell just where the dream ended, where the reality began, even in as miss macintosh had taught me through her denial of those things which did not exist her mind lighted like an ocean liner at dinner-time my mother lay in a wakeful coma entertaining the p's and q's the r's though by now according to the schedule of her opiate voyage through nowhere she must have passed beyond pericles admiral perry Penelope's web, the Pleiades, the formal penguins. She must have reached, in fact, the far more difficult cues, for these were a naval battle, an island, and a continent. One was Queen Charlotte Island's, with whom she exchanged always a word or two, asking perhaps only of the climate or of some pale courtier missing from her train, someone who had accompanied her in another summer, perhaps only a dead snowy falcon who had been blown upon that desolate beach a golden eye no longer nesting on that rock like a honeycomb of golden eyes a golden eye whistling in its flight a wild swan absent one wild swan more according to my mother's mirage-like calculations which admitted no theory of loss in the universe where all things were lost another visitor was the proud cold utterly snobbish queen Maud mountains Colder than Boston society, an Antarctic continent on the south edge of the Ross Sea, a coastline of frozen, phantasmal peaks, where the human voice was seldom heard, if ever. When Queen Bond Mountains came into my mother's velvet shrouded bedroom, coming like the mountain to Mahomet, my mother felt as if her eardrums would burst, as if her start, heart would stop and the bell ropes were frozen, so she could not call a servant. Queen Maud Mountains, dressed in glacial white from tip to toe, towering and immense, was a most imperious houseguest, indeed exchanging no words with my mother, and her face concealed always by her white parasol, which happened to be my mother's. Queen Maud Mountains was frigid. My mother saw, with eyes congealed by envious astonishment, that the skirt of Queen Maud Mountains was five hundred miles long and made of pure Brussels lace. Perhaps my mother had already passed on, however, to the R's, who were so much more charming in her eyes— They were connected by the most subtle web of silken relationships, though they had never met previously, of course. Some having been separated by time, some by space, some by dead, others living as strangers to themselves. She would be extremely talkative when the R's came, greeting each separately as an old friend. And her eyes were almost blinded by the brilliance and paradox of the company assembling under one great roof. She shook hands until her hands almost dropped from her body. There were some she had never seen before, but she nodded her head to them as to the others. She would be afraid only that there would be not only that there would not be enough pyramid shaped ices to go around. For more always came than had been invited, so popular was she as this great hostess who was in exile. There was, of course, Mr Rez Takama. "'who was the drug bottle, and any number of forms "'shifting and merging into each other. "'There was also the bemused mused Egyptian "'Pharaoh, who was, as could be seen, "'Rameses one, two, three, "'each wrapping being a different and older "'king as he realized when unwrapping himself "'in my mother's enchanted presence, "'that the beautiful parabolic confusion "'of his dream life had been caused "'by the fact that he had been partitioned into "'many cells without his knowing it, "'without his consent, that as Ramses three, he had dreamed the dreams of Ramses "'one, who was already dead.' There were runes, roulades, rubrics, royal mass, rose windows, Roman numerals, many riddles, many red caps, and the Grand Central Station. There was Roland, who was killed at Ron There was Rims- Rimsky, Karsakov, who never came except in Mr. Spitzer's absence, as my mother would afterward tactlessly remind Mr. Spitzer that he had missed a great composer of music, which was not altogether silent that he had also missed the great English portrait painter Sir Joshua Reynolds, and the constellation known as the Great Ram. What delightful company Mr. Spitzer had missed. He had missed Raphael's tomb, the songs of Ronsard, Mr. Rez Tacoma. Tracing a lost heir to no property, he had missed... Radamanthus, who, he who for his justice on earth was made after his death one of the judges of the lower world and had already judged mr spitzer as my mother would remind him and had found mr spitzer guilty of many forgotten crimes Performing his dusty legal errands which no one really cared for, Mr. Spitzer had always missed her crowded musical evenings, the reflections without faces, the sister ravens, the brother doves, the realm of night which knows no boundaries. He had missed Sir Walter Raleigh in his marvelous white satin suit, embroidered with seed pearls and pearl buttons and lustrous gems, varying in color, that fine gentleman who, in my mother's courtly bedroom, when he removed his white plumed hat, removed also his head, and who asked that he be addressed by his intimate name, Ocean or Water, for he had crossed many waters. He was also, as his head explained, the head of a society of night devoted exclusively to aesthetic propositions, such as that man had existed before Adam, and God is nothing but an idea in the mind, and God is dog, spelled backward."